Welcome back to another Leroy UMC podcast. This week, we had the honor to celebrate Pastor Steve in his 20 years of serving as youth pastor at Leroy UMC. The sermon this week was titled, God's Power, Our Faith. We serve an amazing and powerful God. Let's send it over to Pastor Tammy for this week's sermon. Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of our collective hearts be acceptable to you. O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. When was the last time, if ever, that you sat and really thought about how powerful God is? No matter how powerful we think God is, I can assure you that he is at least 10 times more powerful than that. How do I know? Scripture tells us story after story of how mighty, how powerful our God is. He is omnipotent, all-powerful. God is called El Shaddai, God Almighty, among many other names. And just to share a small look into God's power, we can turn to our scripture for today, found in Isaiah 40, beginning with verses 12 and 13, and then jumping down to verses 25 through 31. So hear now the word of God through the prophet Isaiah. Who has measured the waters in the hollow of his hand, or with the breadth of his hand marked off the heavens? Who has held the dust of the earth in a basket, or weighed the mountains on the scales and the hills in a balance? Who can fathom the spirit of the Lord or instruct the Lord as his counselor? To whom will you compare me or who is my equal, says the Holy One? Lift up your eyes and look to the heavens. Who created all these? He who brings out the starry host one by one and calls forth each of them by name. Because of his great power and mighty strength, not one of them is missing. Why do you complain, Jacob? Why do you say, Israel, my way is hidden from the Lord? My cause is disregarded by my God. Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary. And his understanding no one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youth grow tired and weary and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. In this small section of scripture, we're given a glimpse, albeit just a small glimpse, into the mighty and awesome power of God. Here we are reminded that God has been a force of power since the beginning of time, or dare I say, even before time began. 
We are reminded of the vast array of what God has done and continues to do as the creator. But it goes beyond that. Not only is God the creator, but he is also the overseer, keeping watch over all of creation. Isaiah's vibrant wording in verse 12 are similar expressions using synonyms that give us two different ways of looking at that power of God. Isaiah asks the questions that we already know the answers to, but points to that amazing power of God, the one who measured the waters in the hollow of his hand and marked off the heavens with the breadth of his hand. Yes, they may be rhetorical questions, ones that all believers know the answer to. But I, remind, but I am reminded of the power of God who spoke into the universe and it became a being. The, the heavens and the earth and all that is upon it, including all people, male and female, were spoke into being, created by God's hand. Cup your hand. Cup your hand and look at it. Within your cupped hand, you can hold a minute amount of water compared to the amount of water that God's hand can cup and hold. The measurement of water in the oceans, the lakes, The ponds and the rivers and streams were made by God's hand. Now stretch out your hand and look at it. Visually measure the breadth of your hand from the tip of your thumb to the tip of your small finger. Imagine holding it up toward the sky. It wouldn't even cover a small portion of the sky that would be before you. Yet the breadth of God's hand marked off that sky, creating the entire universe with a wave of his hand. He could never, or we could never fathom the entire amount of water in the ocean or the vastness of the universe or the distance from one galaxy to another. But God, in his mighty and awesome power, knows those exact measurements. But there's more to these nine verses that I've shared with you today, and I'm only going to hit on a couple more of them because not only is God omnipotent, all-powerful, God is omniscient, all-knowing. Verse 13 asks the question of who can fathom the spirit of the Lord or instruct the Lord in it or as his counselor. Yes, who indeed? Would you be able to instruct God? Can you fathom his spirit? God has never needed to be taught or guided. It isn't our place to tell God how to rule over us or the earth. Quite the opposite, actually. We need God to lead us and to guide us, 
to point us in the right direction. After all, God already knows what is going to happen before it happens because of his omniscience. But the questions don't stop here. We, we even skip a few questions and explanations before continuing with verses 25 through 31. Who can be compared to God? Who is God's equal? Does God have an equal? The plain and simple question is, no one, nobody could ever measure up to God. No one can ever be compared to God, nor has anyone ever been God's equal. We only know of God's functions and how God is compared to things that we know. But none of those things we visualize or hear can completely describe God. We can never get that complete image of God because our minds would not be able to fathom that. After all, God is much more than just a shepherd or a refuge or a lighthouse. God has created everything, the earth, the sky, the stars, the sun, and the moon. God spoke them into being, placed each one in that vast universe to create a bright light in the day and a glimmering light in the night. He called each one by name. And we are then reminded that not one thing is missing because of God's almighty power and because of his awesome strength. All that we see, the hills and the mountains, the valleys and plains, the beauty and majesty of all creation, how could we ever question how it all came into being? This brings into question our faith and how it plays into all of this. Because if we have faith, then we know that all of these rhetorical questions are just that, rhetorical. Yet, they also remind us who God really is. Our faith is called upon with the questions and explanations that are found in verses 28 through 31. Do you not know? Have you not heard? These questions point to the answer that the other rhetorical questions ask. You know, nothing like answering a question with a question, right? And Isaiah's answer is simple. The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. And then Isaiah proceeds to give an even more poetic description of who God is and what God can do. God is never tired or weary. God's understanding surpasses all that anyone can fathom. God may never grow tired or weary, but we do. I remember a few short years ago, when I did a favor for my daughter and my youngest son and kept six of my grandchildren, ranging from the ages of 10 to just a couple of months of age. 
all but one were boys. I thought I was a young grandmother. I could handle a couple of days alone with six little kids. Hmm. I knew my husband would be around in the evenings to help out. But I got to tell you, it was much more than I thought it would be. I mean, think about it. A four-month-old, a two-year-old, a five-year-old, two eight-year-olds and a ten-year-old. Five boys and one girl. Talk about being tired and weary. I was glad when that weekend was over. And I love all my children, all, all my grandchildren, all 30 of my grandchildren, including my great-grands. But I learned my lesson that weekend and never kept more than two or three of them at a time again. God gave me the strength to get through it, even though I was tired and weary. But I ask you, are you weary? God will give you strength. Are you weak? God will give you power. Are you tired? God will give you rest and awaken you. Have you stumbled? God will pick you up. Place your hope in the Lord. Have faith in God and the Lord will restore your strength. God will lift you up to fly, to soar above all of the distracting things along your path. Those things with the potential to sidetrack you or to wear you down. God will shower, shower you with all that you need protect you, guide you, strengthen you, encourage you, and awaken you. All because God loves you. Yes, God loves you. The God we serve, the God we worship, the God we pray to has never been and never will be subjected to all these things that we feel as human beings. Because God's power is a sustaining power that is incomparable to any kind of other power. And God promises to provide that power and strength to us. It's available to you, to all of us, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year, or should I say for this year, 366 no matter how you spin it, no matter what angle you look at this scripture from, you can be assured that God will take care of you, just as Second Chronicles 15.2 says. The Lord is with you when you are with him. If you seek him, he will be found by you, but if you forsake him, he will forsake you. Put your faith in the power, the almighty power of God. And then wait and see what happens. Amen. Let us pray. Almighty God, thank you for helping us to learn more about your greatness and power. In your power, fill us, strengthen us, and raise us up. Renew our strength and increase our power as we grow closer to you and become representatives of your power and love in this world around us. 
and beyond. Amen. Again, we want to thank you so much for joining us today. I hope that you are blessed and that you are a blessing. Go in peace. Thank you.